Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now. Hello and welcome to the Nightcap. Uh, myself and Paul upstairs at Salt having a coffee and a catch up on Tuesday, the thirty first of October. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy that's Halloween. Not, yeah, if that's a thing. It's not. It feels weird to say happy. Like happy Christmas. I'm, I'm you know. Happy, yeah. Happy New Year, but happy Halloween. Yeah, it's for kids. Nah. Yeah. 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 I mean, fair enough if you go to parties and I don't get dressed up, but it's for kids, isn't it? It's not a. Yeah, it is for kids. I often hear people just go, um, "Oh, it's an American thing." Yeah, how often people say that? Like, I don't, I don't know where that starts and stops. To be honest, but yeah, sure. Yeah, people people speak about it as if it's it's pretty brand new and it's come over from America. <laughs> like it's been around for as long as I've bloody known. I was yeah. trick or treating as a kid. Yeah, we, we, we it's got bigger. Yeah, but yeah. I Did you go on big trick or treating rampages as a kid around cough? A little bit. Not a, not. A hu- I don't have a huge memory of it. No. Yeah. Yeah. No memories of specific sweets. No, but you used to get in Cov. And I remember my brother like telling them off once. I think my mum was on holiday. I was probably about 16-ish and my brother was about 18. Mm. Um, And it was like a few days before. And it's my brother's birthday on Halloween as well. Um, I think it was like about three days before somebody come around trick-or-treating. And I think he just told them to piss (laughs) off at the door. (laughs) <laughs> piss off you little tramps <laughs> just wait till the day yeah and then all yeah. they come around a penny for the guy like 10 days before yeah it's like no yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> just little chances i remember do you remember did you ever get the chat in school about not not knocking on old people's houses no we never did we did did you and i don't know because opposite our school was a big sort of um elderly person's estate area oh yeah so we had like specific talks in assemblies about not going and trick or treating the elderly. Like, how do you know? I don't. Well, yeah, good point. Yeah, and do, what's, do, what's old? Do you look for a certain old car on the driver? <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> I don't know certain I know, I type of chintzy curtains. <laughs> and the other, the other thing that was big actually when we were trick or treating um, was egging houses. Yeah, that was a big part. <laughs> like you had to really know them. It would be rogue. To yeah. Just well, you egged them if they didn't give you a treat. No, no, no. You just go to your mate's house and egg it. <laughs> it was just that. I think nice. you really had to know them to justify it. Yeah. Unless you were really scared of their parents. Like, there was a couple of parents who were like, oh, fucking not worth it. Yeah. But, um, uh, but, no, but no, no, we have, I have the rule with my kids, because I took my kids out last year, that you only go to a house that's kind of decorated. 
Yes. And that, you know, yeah. green that light. kind of, yeah, they used the green light. Yeah. We went out last year, we walked out the street and it was fucking hammering it down. So it was like, we're going back, get the car. Yeah. <laughs> we drove around yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Do they, are they really into it? Into yeah, it? they love it. Yeah, as my staying at a mate's are doing it and having a sleepover. So oh. I'm taking Ethan out with his mate later. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That is cute. Yeah. Um, I suppose, I mean, Halloween is a theme food-wise. It's not, I mean, trick-or-treating and sweets. But I mean, there's not really, not really. dishes it's and stuff around it. Pumpkin, is there? isn't it? Pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pumpkin. And most people like, like you know, you go to a supermarket and you see those perfectly round pumpkins that are bright orange. Mm. People think they can turn that into something. Don't. Just no, don't. Do not. Turn they, they're terrible. They're grown, force grown, bang on time. Then mm. they'll last ages as well when they're carved, and yeah. they're not grown for flavour. No. You will well, never make anything tasty out of them. Ever. Really, really weird you say that because I was listening to another podcast the other day who were having a similar conversation about um, whether they liked Halloween or not. And one of them said that they love the smell of the innards of the pumpkin. It all starchy. Yeah. That? Really. I, I, it is a quite specific smell, but it I is. really don't like it. I, no. I find it really like a, just. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I love much. beautiful pumpkin in dishes and mm. it's amazing, but. Yeah. And desserts, but not the smell of the innards, and it all comes out, and it's not the when it's raw, horrible, and it's, yeah, 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 it's watery, yeah, nah, grim, no, not for but, me. Uh, actually, what I was planning on doing was any excuse to like cook on theme throughout the yeah. year is um, your risotto recipe. But I was going to do oh, some roasted okay. little pump. We've got a little farm shop in the village yeah. that sells the little tiny uh, okay. little squashes, basically, aren't they? Little tiny yeah. squashes, and roast them off and put them on top. Nice. Could do that tonight. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, cheers, man. Perfect. Um, right, what we've got on today's podcast, we've got some uh, correspondence. We've got top fives, as always. Um, I realise this is the last call for people to vote for your social media. Is it this Sunday? No, I think it was yesterday. It oh, finished. It was yesterday. I thought it was Yeah, it's in oh, Monday. I got you. Sorry. No, no, it's, no, it's fine. Yeah, we spoke about it last over. week. Yeah, it's <laughs> over. <laughs> They're counting the votes. <laughs> I might do a Trump demand a recount if it's not. Do you, are you going to prepare a speech if you win? No. <laughs> I'd love a social media like post that yeah. like thanks everyone. I should do. I feel vindicated yeah. for just <laughs> not being fake. Yeah. Um and also actually I wanted to touch on something that you sent me yesterday and I think the staff canteen reposted it on Instagram which was a hack involving a electric whisk. Yeah, the old school ones with the two prongs. Two things. prongs. Yeah. Yeah. In between, like a like a, a rack, a cooling wire type cooling, thing, cooling yeah. rack. So basically, you can whisk without having to hold it. Yeah, and um, I sent it to you so on yeah. a, straight away. I was like, "That's cool." So that I sent it to yeah, you, yeah. thinking, "Right, I need to remember for the pod." Yeah, <laughs> and I think from what you've just said, we both like afterwards, like, "No." Yeah, actually. it was one of those where instantly I was like, "That's brilliant." Yeah, but then I was like, "That looks dodgy." Yeah, but I think, and the balance of it, because they, I mean, they can. Like rack up a bit of motion, those they things. They can. So uh, that could be ca- that could just go out like, in seconds. I think. I don't and then know the, how. the one thing I thought straight away was, what well, that's cool. It with those you have to move, oh, them, around to move around, and yeah. that's staying in the middle. Yeah. So you're not going to get even whisking. So even if you've got like a KitchenAid style stand mixer, the whisk just doesn't stay in the middle. The whisk whisks yeah. and moves around you're in right. like a, that's a, a circle point. as well. So I was like, oh no, it's not actually that good. No, that is so true. It doesn't, and also, 
when not, when you're doing that specific job, it's one of those things that you really have to keep your eye on what you're doing. So you Mess over- stood with it anyway. Yeah, you don't want to over whisk it. Do yeah. You? So you like you what? There isn't actually that much point. No. It was the style over substance. Hundred percent. Yeah. And I fell for it. <laughs> and then quickly, as soon as I sent it, I was like, Oh no, that's not good. Actually. Yeah. No. Uh, what a shame. Um, also, I want to quickly talk about this because yes. now we've got a physical copy in our hands. I don't your... know why I picked it up like people can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the pasta book's here, which is so cool, man. We were just looking for it. Yeah. There, like the design of it, the colours of it, all the content you took when you were out travelling around yeah. Italy in there. It, it looks amazing. Yeah, super proud of it. It is, like I'll have to say, obviously, it's just the second, it's just another sample one. They don't yeah. come until a bit later. It's just everyone thinks they're all here. Unfortunately, not yet. I'll have updates soon. Uh, but yeah, it's, it is nice just to, uh, I've been through it loads. Mm. It's it's nice and I'll need to do some more social media with it. But yeah, yeah. no, super proud of it. And I was happy with your first impression as well, oh. your first reaction. Oh, amazing. And also like the forward from Gordon. I mean, that is amazing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. It just mega. arguably the most famous chef in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Arguably. Yeah. He's like um, genuinely one of, because like, Chefs who come through younger see Gordon's what he is now, and I, I, you know, I tell him that he is genuinely one of the best technical chefs that this country's ever produced. Mm. Like technically speaking, yeah. just a fantastic cook. Yeah, and that yeah. gets overlooked because of the TV fame and the yeah. celebrity status. And because uh, I was in college in 1998, which was when Boiling Point came out. Yeah, and it's cult now. And I think it's easy if you if you're this generation coming on, just be like, oh, is that famous guy off the telly? And yeah, yeah, yeah. not really. No, no, oh, he's good, but not how fucking good and how driven he was and how mm. ambitious and yeah, you know the, what he's got now is because of all of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it's the classic thing of like the red carpet. People don't see; they just see the celebrity and they don't think of the body of work that's come before it. Exactly. Yeah. But um, as weirdly, I was talking to a friend the other day because everyone seems to have been talking about it. You know, the David Beckham documentary on Netflix. Yeah. Have you watched it yet? Yeah, I've watched oh, it. So good. yeah, it's great. Um, I think that there's direct parallels between Gordon and David. Yeah, Beckham. yeah. Because David Beckham's like. Uh, Several of my friends who I would say are football fans, they've watched it and have said to me, I forgot how good he was at football. Yeah. As if that was like a mm. secondary part of the David Beckham, like his celebrity status, all the off the pitch stuff, the fashion. Oh, and I've it, said it, it for years. He was, one of, he was one of England's greatest ever he, players. He's underrated because yeah. he was so famous on the outside. Yeah. People are like, oh yeah, he was just famous. No, but... He was like, with a dead ball, nobody could do what he did back yeah, then. I nobody. A few now can, but not many. I think still now, I would rather have him take a free kick for England in the last minute than a lot of players. Yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> would. would. have him over that ball. So. Free kick or like yeah, anything, any dead yeah. ball or just, just cross it. He was a phenomenal player and played with his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, and it gets, it was overlooked at the time because he was so famous and it's massively overlooked now, like yeah, how 100%. talented he was. It's, yeah. He's easy to dismiss. And I was a United fan. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was a United fan, been United fan my whole life. But even I needed that reminder of, oh God, he was really fucking good. <laughs> Ferguson wouldn't have kept him if he wasn't. Like, yeah, just, good point. He'd, he'd dismissed anyone yeah. if they just weren't up to it or if they, you know, weren't quite doing right. He, he was class. 100%. And some, some of those key players like Roy Keane, the captain at the time, they all said, like, I don't think we'd have won the treble without him. Yeah. Because he was arguably our best player in that season, the greatest season of United's history. And, and he was our best player. And it was after 98 yeah. when he was just annihilated and card. still hated. God. Yeah, he did, it parallel to like, 
to Jordan, it spurred him on when he'd get abused or other players would mm. just mock him and he'd be like, no, I'm turning it on today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine how many other people would just buckle? I think it was Phil Neville in that just said 99% of footballers would have just caved. Oh, God. That would have been there at the end or the start of a decline. Yeah. Real testament to uh, to the sort of the, the, the professional, I guess he was. Exactly. But it gets overlooked. And I think there's a lot of... It's weird because I think they're mates, aren't they? But I think there's a lot yes. of similarities in the, their worlds. Because they've, they've kind of... They've become... What's the word? Like they're bigger than yeah, bigger, bigger than, than their job almost. Bigger than their job. Yeah, I can't remember what the phrase is, but they're yeah, they're yeah. famous for other things as well. Um, yeah, it's easy to overlook. Hundred percent. Or Gordon Ramsay's has become a meme with you know the lamb sauce or the idiot sandwich <laughs> and stuff. It's yeah, like, that's the I don't know. Is it because Gordon? You know, I've never met him. Obviously, you have several times, but it's like everyone says that that he knows what he's doing in those tv shows oh, yeah. like he's, he's he knows he, how to get the sound bites yeah he's hamming it up but i think he's self-aware enough to know he's doing it at the time he's doing it do you know mm. what i mean i don't think he's like a dick and then regrets it i think he he knows he's playing a bit of a character for tv yeah and when he's um but it's not too corny yeah i think uh, what i think was quite telling was do you remember the you know, uh, Alan Deck's Saturday Night Takeaway. Yeah. They did the uh, hidden camera thing when they try and stitch someone up. Yeah. And they had Gordon on and you think, oh, fuck. Because he's going to... Yeah. And he was like the nicest, politest. <laughs> like, they really didn't get much out of him from yeah. it. And it was like, that. he would have been the ideal candidate in their mind because they've seen him loot, blow a, f- a fuse on TV before. Exactly. But I thought that's quite telling that the guy is actually just a very down-to-earth, very good cook. And exactly. That's, you know. But those sound bites, you know, he's thinking of himself. He's he's clever and witty. Like I remember, um, and I watched some of them. Now me and Ethan were watching them the other week. Actually, mm. the the Kitchen Nightmares, the England version. Yeah, like there was just brilliant <laughs> was television. So good, yeah. And I, I watched the American one now and again, but it is very Hollywood, very Americanized, very like we've said before. It's, drama. it's more like um, a uh, makeover show now. Yeah, it's like the whole reveal, like move that bus, and it's oh my god, look, there's a brand yeah. new canopy outside. I didn't know, even though I've watched this every episode. <laughs> yeah. No, you're going to give me a new restaurant. Yeah. But that this was just raw. He was in there with him cooking, yeah. and just like it was. <laughs> this is one that always sticks in my mind is this woman running around and she's just running around doing nothing he's like what are you running around like Shrek in a dress for <laughs> so, so just brutal. so brutal but just, it was just it was him yeah. and he was doing it it wasn't hammed up at no, all no 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 and the way no. you would you know the way you would like just call them and talk to it like it was it was so he, he could tell during the English series that there was moments he forgot the cameras were there and he was just being being like he was in his own kitchen. Yes. And that there was a genuine want to help them succeed as well through yeah, his passion. Yeah. And he took it on as like, I have to succeed with you. I'm, I've am i now got skin in the game, yeah. almost. Yeah, absolutely. And it was really nice every so often he would go into a kitchen and say the sous chef or the, I don't know, a lesser member of the team. So in the chain, mm. in the hierarchy, it would be like 19. Yeah. And he would suddenly spot them doing the odd thing and he'd go, right, you're coming up here. Yeah, and he'd get them doing more jobs, and he'd get and he'd see them thrive, and then suddenly, like the head head chef's gone, I'm going to get this young lad out. He's good enough. <laughs> they're running it. Yeah, yeah. I love that because that was really genuine. It might mm. change some of these guys' lives. You know, they weren't exactly, sure yeah. if that's what they wanted to do, but it was really incredible. Bring that back. They could still they could bring a UK version of that. Back. They could. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> no, you, mate, you'd be fucking class. That'd be amazing. Uh, thanks so much for all your questions and correspondence, all those sorts of things. I had quite a lot of people reacting to your uh, things on Toast episode. Owen 
reviewed us five stars saying re beans on toast that's my missus's go-to with grated cheese on top sorry paul worst another dinner great ever. Pod, yeah worst dinner imaginable that is your worst yeah that is your worst yeah yeah I'd rather um, do a liver king and eat testicles and raw liver. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Owen. That's very good. Uh, we also had loads of people message about biscuits. People were pissed off that Oreos weren't in. That was the mo- main reaction I got from people. Um, like, it was an honourable mention, but they were like, Oreos are like the king of biscuits. I was like, it's not the king of biscuits. It's not the king. I had some the other day because Ethan wanted, it was Ethan's birthday yesterday. We had a party for him and he wanted this like, in Morrison's, there was this, Oreo cake, but it was there weren't even real Oreos, and it was a bit shitty. And fortunately, they didn't have any, so I got him this really nice big chocolate cake. Nice. And I was like, "Look, talking with me." He's like, "But I wanted the Oreo." And I was like, "Look, we'll buy a packet of Oreos and we'll decorate the top like they have." Yeah, brilliant. And he loved it, and I had one. It's like they're okay. They're just I find them a bit synthetic now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. And like I said before, it's just too sweet. It's just very sweet. It's one note, isn't it? Yeah. Like the hobnobs, I cho- we had a we had a packet of chocolate hob- hobnobs last night. Yeah, just whole packet went between me and hey, every single one. <laughs> like with Oreos, I'd just get a bit sick after a three. Yeah, I'd be like, oh. when I staged at French Laundry, he had the bakery down the road, Bouchon, Bouchon Bakery, um, next to Bouchon, and he used to do TK Oreos. So TKOs they were called, and they mm. were like three or four times the size. Oh wow. And made with great ingredients. So they were Thomas Keller's Oreos and they were fucking incredible. Oh, they? oh they're like crack, mate. Yeah. You just buy <laughs> loads of them. <laughs> mate, that's amazing. There's there seems to have there was like a period where the gigantification of biscuits was a thing. Like even in Costa and stuff, it like a giant custard cream, a giant yeah, chocolate there was. a giant jammy dodger. Like they yeah, did look it great. They looked great. It? I was like and one thing I never mentioned, I, met, I was thinking about it before your biscuit thing was mm. like, so cookies, obviously for us, cookies are a certain thing. Like that's the word for biscuits in America. Mm-hmm. So cookies for me, there's two types, right? You've got your normal cookies, which you get in a pack and they're crumbly yeah. and lovely. Yeah. And then you get your ones which are slightly soft. Yeah. Now you go to so many places and they're not soft. They're, they're undercooked. Yeah. They're fucking disgusting. It's yeah. floury. It's raw. Yeah. And it's not, and they're like, Almost like a soggy pizza that they they go all like wilted. Yep. That's not. It's like chewy, but that's in the recipe and how it's cooked. It's yes. not. Some of them just undercook them. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Great point because it's like I like the idea of cookie dough. Yeah, but it's such a fine line between it just tasting flowery and un- uncooked, or just like you know the recipe meaning it's yeah. softer. People have bought them from here, like Sainsbury's ones. You get five in a pack, and they're big, and like Sainsbury's Smarties ones. Yeah. And you just pick them up, and they smell raw. Yeah, they they're do. awful. They're almost grey. Yeah, in the middle, rather because they should still be that dark biscuity colour, even if they just like bend a bit and have that yeah. softness. Just, it's chew. Yeah, it's chew. It should be yeah. chew. It should almost be a little bit shiny, mm. because you can see the sugar and yeah, the, the uncooked ones are nasty. That's not. Yeah, nah, they've just got it wrong. Nah. But also, some people like it. I don't know why. With cut. What it's weird that cookies because cookies are for me they are a chocolate chip. It's always a chocolate chip. Cookie. Like your Maryland yes. small ones, yeah, that, all biscuity. That's what I picture when you say cookie. Whereas yeah. it's mental that in America every biscuit is called a cookie. Yeah, it's like they would call shortbread some cookie. They call like, Oreo what? cookie. No, Oreos are cookie. That's just wrong. <laughs> what are you on about? It's absolutely wrong. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent wrong. But it's not. That's not even an American. It's just like well, no. It's like us calling every biscuit a bourbon. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine if I, if I went over there and had a chocolate chip cookie and called it a custard cream. What are you on about? <laughs> but it's odd. It's a really odd one, that. Yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, let's go. Talking of top fives of previous weeks, let's get on to top five, shall we? I'm really looking forward to this one. So I tasked Paul with doing his top five worst yeah, jobs in the kitchen. 
Um, and I get, it's up to you what you do with it. But I did say like probably cleaning goes off the board. It's got to be like making, it's doing food. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Cleaning isn't, nah, can't be in there. Kitchen, yeah. Cooking job. So I, I struggled with this because I had to, it's hard to think. And I think perhaps maybe when you sort of have your own kitchen and stuff, you kind of subconsciously avoid some of these things. Oh, do you? And because I'm not in the kitchen every single day. Yeah, it's probably, you're thinking back to when you were. Yeah, to really so yeah. go back into when I was in the trenches. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and really think about it. You should have done a staff survey. That's yeah. what you should have done with all your team. You're like, I know, that? yeah, I, I should have. I did, Kieran at Grassfed, he mentioned to me, one that I, I get is for people, it's not for me, um, picking crab. Um, ah, right, just good fiddly. Because it can be, if you do it the way traditionally... That you have on a train, it's quite laborious. You put every finger through it. I don't do it like that. I think it ruins the crab. Oh. I've got a very different method of taking the crab out. You take a bit more time over that. You don't have to pick it. I don't, I don't pick it at all. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's like that's mute for me. We don't pick crab. What do you yeah. do? What do you do without? You it's about the way. Like I mean, when I was shown years ago, and you still see people do it now, and they've fucking smashed bat, the shit yeah, out of it. it. Yeah. So all you're doing is it like it's like a submarine. It just implodes. Yes. Yeah. And all the fucking. The little shards it. go into it. Yeah. You've got to crack it properly, almost like you would a lobster. And then you kind of just pull it and take it off like a glove. Mm-hmm. Clean it. And if you take, if you've got it out as a whole claw, yeah. there literally cannot be any shell inside. Yeah. You get the thin piece of white cartilage and then you just push it off. You don't need to pick that and it stays as big meaty chunks. Wow. And then the same for the legs. So you crack them, pull them, ideally get them out whole. If not, just nice pieces and then um the body i'll do different because there gets little shards it's not shell it's shards of the cartilage so i'll do that into a different bowl mm-hmm. and that's smaller so it's easy to pick but that's yeah good. I don't... that's more efficient as well yeah it is yeah so, yeah well, yeah i'll see chefs not smashing the shit out of it and then they're picking through and you get these tiny tiny little shards of bone that you're never getting out yeah. and then they're like picking it for ages oh, and fingers in it yeah. and you can do other things you can get uv light in a dark room Put it over and the shell will show up. Ah, okay. So it's just like big chunks will show up. But yeah, if you just take longer Did doing it. Did you discover that method yourself or were you shown it? Um, well, it's, it's not like my method, like other people do it, but it's not something I was ever shown. Got no, I was just much more careful with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's when I was at SAS, like there was a couple of guys who were there and they, were just, they weren't very good at it. And a crab got out into the restaurant a couple of times and oh. sat, was obviously fuming. Yeah. And that was with them picking it as well on a bench. Yeah. Cause your fingers kind of go Norman and that and picking it and you miss bits. And like sat, I'd make them go out and apologize to the customers. Brilliant. Yeah, brutal. But, but then I was like, I can't, I can't have that. So I just took more time, more care over it. And yeah, never any shower. Nice. Yeah. Simple. Nice. Um, yeah. So no real, um, Honourable mentions. mentions. Fine, that's good. Really, no. Um, yeah, just my my list, and I've I've grouped them together with okay. some of them because you could just you could really break this down if <laughs> okay. you went into it too much. Cool. So number five, it's like picking herbs and sea veg. Ah, oh, it's yeah. just it's just annoying. Something yeah. here that's not that bad because we do small volumes. When you're in a bigger restaurant, like when I was at Le Manoir, and I had to pick herbs and lettuces it would take forever yeah, and they were yeah. tiny little bits and we'd have 100 for lunch 100 for dinner oh. and you might have a 50 function down the back yeah that and is brutal yeah i up. can't stand just doing that with thyme leaves at home <laughs> just, so just about fiddly. five stems I, i'm so impatient with it <laughs> some are perfect yeah some, some of the stalk them, comes off you just fucking rip down and they all just fuck it and you're like that was brilliant and then others it's just it crow 
Oh, it rips yeah. in half. And it depends how half. dry the time is. If it's a bit older. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, the thyme ones, they were in, are they specific herbs that you're just like... They're just any delicate little herbs. It's yeah. just... Okay, I just feel like I'm kind of like I should be doing something else. I'm yeah. wasting my time. Yeah, and it feels like you've been doing it hours. And you look down and your pile of herbs is yeah. like tiny. You're like, yeah. oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> that's a really good one. That's yeah, good, good start. Um, and then this one, this is very specific to when I was at Le Manoir, Um, cutting green beans to the same size. I hated Ooh. it because like I was, I was like rushing it and I was always in the shit and you get bollocked for it not being exactly the same. Because then you'd so you'd be like one. Demi chef above you'd be like, cut them all before, then blanch them, and then they'll be done. Yeah. But they they don't because some shrink in a bit, uh, took, yeah, yeah. and they're, they're off. And then you get a bollock because they're not, and then you're going through them again, and then you'd blanch them. So you'd pick them, then blanch them, and then cut the other ends off, and then tidy them all up. Now, what and, type of it? So was it like French beans? Yeah, just green beans. Your yeah, French, good, yeah, French yeah. skinny green beans. Yeah. yeah, and it was just it was yeah. You're doing a few boxes of them, and it just put you in the shit. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was annoying. And I got it's like method. Was it like like because I do that classic thing at home? You know, you line like a whole bunch up. And yeah. And you chop just to be. It's lazy as fuck. But if you because they're all different lengths, you chop. A yeah. One, and then some of them you chop an inch off, and then others you chop just the tip off. Do Pretty you know much, I mean? yeah. if you're doing them raw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to line them up, and then yeah, do both sides. Keep them still and do yes. both sides, and then you know, then you're not have to line them up again. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I haven't done that since I've left there. Like. Prepping green beans was a shit job anyway. When I worked at the Manor Hotel in Meriden after this, we'd get through like for a wedding. Like I very, very rarely did veg there, which was good because I hated it. Because mm. um, it was just big pots of panache and big pots of red cabbage and weddings and stuff. Yeah. And you had to top and tail the green beans. Now for me, you should never top and tail green beans. You just take one end off. Okay. The other end with the delicate yeah, pointy bit. bit yeah. yeah, that's fine. It's perfectly edible. It looks nice. And yeah, it does. It's nice. Yeah. You just take off the other bit. Yeah. But yeah, you'd have to grab a bunch, cut, turn it around, cut. And then you'd do seven or eight boxes for free weddings on a... Oh, or man. even more, maybe, for free weddings on a Saturday. God, it was laborious. Oh, sounds awful. So laborious, yeah. So <laughs> I did it once or twice. And then, yeah, blanching on icing on... Just green bean prep was just shit. I mean, it's not something we ever have in the building here, really. No, so. For that reason. Probably, probably yeah <laughs> and the fact they're generally always kenyan like yeah, they're never yeah, yeah, from point. over here yeah, yeah. Nice. um yeah good so start. green beans nice. is number four number three I, I just hate this job it just annoys me um panaying okay. i just find it boring really yeah it's not and i think i link negativity to it because i always just get pissed off with chefs that don't refresh the breadcrumbs when there's uh, claggy bits and then you you get whatever it's a croquette yeah. or a shallot ring or something and you get a big lumpy claggy yeah. bit yeah, from yeah, the last yeah. lot yeah or not refreshing the flour or they're like they're near the end but they've got a quarter left and oh, they're leaving yeah, the last little bit of egg and they're trying to coat it in it <laughs> and then the one thing that really yeah. i think this is this is more it rather than the actual doing of the job it's the way people do it yeah um and when people are in a mess and the fingers have been panade more than yeah. the fucking croquettes yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking How that annoys me. That? You have a dry hand and a wet hand. That that is it. That, that is and it. you don't get in a mess. So you have to cross hands over. So you have your flour, egg, and I always put a bit of milk in the egg. Oh. Like most people don't, but put a splash of milk in the egg, it'll loosen it and it won't be as claggy. Oh. And it won't you won't get a thicker breadcrumb. Nice. Um uh, it's always much better. So you have your flour, egg, breadcrumb, right? Yeah. So your right hand. Yeah. If you're right-handed, is your dry hand. Yeah. Your left hand is your wet hand, yeah? yeah? So you pick up your whatever it is, your panning, drop it in the flour, toss mm -hmm. it around. Mm -hmm. Then you pick that up and shake it off. 
drop that in the egg. Swap Move your hand away. Yeah. Do your egg. Drain off the excess. Don't just put it in, because again, that's what makes it claggy. Throw that in, and then your right hand is ready on the right side to pane that, drop it on your tray. Nice. So this hand has only got egg on, and this got hand it. is dry with a bit of flour and breadcrumb on. Like, Fine. Yeah. People good, just yeah. watching, and I've shown them. Yeah. I'm like, dry hand, wet hand. You set them up. <laughs> you're in an order. Your ingredient, again, left to right, left. Yeah. Then you have your flour, then you have your egg, then your breadcrumb, then your tray for the finished result. Yeah. And they're like, shh. Hands like fish fingers, yeah, yeah, yeah. ten fish fingers on their hands. I, I padded uh, some chicken the other day, like flattened out the chicken. Yeah, because I was doing a katsu curry, and I, I do, and I do. You know what? It is a fucking mess. I wouldn't do it all the time because it is chaos, and it is all the oil, especially at home. Like it stinks the house out, yeah. or whatever. But it is great when it when you do it, isn't it? It does taste great. It looks great. Mm. But uh, it was a fucking mess. Like my head, it was the t- I, my, they look like lollipops. Do you know what I mean? Like just the tips yeah. were just like perfect spheres of like. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And when you're at home doing it, so at home I'll make, I'll do chicken for the kids instead of buying chicken nuggets or something. And it feels wasteful because you always need more than you need. That's true. For submersion yeah. Yeah, of really everything. Yeah. You can't just use a, you know, if I'm doing chicken nuggets for my two, it might only be one chicken breast yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can't just use a spoon of flour really or half an egg can you so yeah. it just feels a bit wasteful but yeah, it's sure. fine um, good one that really good I love the idea that someone's job today is like all of these yeah. <laughs> there is a world where that those yeah. three jobs could be all today picking herbs doing beans and exactly <laughs> and none of them really bother me them here when I do them here for jumping and out the guys because again we're not doing it on volume it's when you do these jobs on volume yeah. I'm like I'm wasting my life. It's monotonous. Yeah. I Your could be doing wanders. something else. Yeah. And the jobs where you're kind of tied to them, especially in panic, and you can't have a few things on the go. Yeah, because you've got wet hand, dry hand. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Great. it doesn't feel efficient use of time. No, no. Uh, the next one, um, so there's two that come into this. So double, this isn't a job a lot of people do, double podding peas. Double podding peas. Yeah, and then mean? podding broad beans as well. It, okay. Again, it just feels like a waste of time and you get such a little result. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, the yield is low. Like you get, I don't know, five kilo of broad beans in mm. and they're big and they're in those lovely yeah. lovely quilt oh, cases lovely, and they're yeah. all that velvety and soft. Velvety, silky beds. Yeah. So you whip them out and you blanch them and then you pop them mm. and then you end up with 200 grams. <laughs> yeah, nothing. It's like... <laughs> yeah, exaggeration, but yeah. the size, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just, you know, which is fine. It's a result, but double podding of peas. You get a what beautiful result. So you take your peas out of your pod normally, yeah. you blanch them, and all peas have got a skin, yeah. and then there's two half spheres oh, in there, isn't there? Yeah. So you take that skin off and you get these two half spheres. It's a beautiful, tasty texture, uh, result and texture you get from it. Yeah. But you fucking, you waste that a lot of time awful. and it takes forever. That sounds, that sounds yeah, really picky and finickety. Yeah, you know I mean? and it's like, nice when it's peas sometimes are a bit different sizes. You're taking them down and you just, you dress them up and they are amazing. Mm. Uh, fuck me. <laughs> that sounds shit. That's well, the worst job so far. I took it to another level when I, I, when I did a dinner in Mexico years ago. Um, and I had this pea tartar on with um, like this raw scallop dish. And I think roasted watermelon or something because <laughs> I had loads of these Mexican guys there ready to help I was like right we're double podding peas but we're double podding them raw <laughs> fucking oh, their fingers well. are just like <laughs> knackered at the end because they don't pop like yeah. peas will pop yeah. they just take forever like when they're blanched but you're yeah. taking the skin off and you get 
the so I didn't want a tartar where you hash it up and you've got skin in there. Yeah. It was just this pea and the pea tartar was fucking amazing. Yeah. But yeah, That's double podding so raw peas. I didn't there, do did, one was of them. Was there an audible like uh in the Yeah, it's sort of they they didn't really they weren't bothered at first. They were kind of enthusiastic yeah, at first sure. until they got Bless into them. it. Yeah. And like, it's this English, English prick <laughs> making us do this. Yeah, I didn't touch one pea, apart from I think the one, the one we showed them. It's like, it's easy. I had one that just flew out. I was like, that's easy. <laughs> that's great. That sounds like the worst one so far. Yeah. It's a good number two. And the other one, okay. I just don't like this job. So this it's so one. annoying. Even if I'm doing this at home for, say, just me and the kids. Okay. Just peeling potatoes. Ooh, fucking really? so boring wow. and I think this is a bit like panayin as well there's an annoyance from other people with this job the way people peel potatoes that yeah. annoys me okay go on and go like, on. Why, why, why are you why can't you do it properly why can't you just think this is a more efficient way yeah so you've got a potato and people like peel away from them and they just kind of like do that yeah. smash at it yeah I'm like that, that's taking you a lot longer and it's yeah. inaccurate you've got no order here yeah <laughs> like, there's a way and again, I've done this since I was a kid. Yeah. Like I've just known. you peel. So you take a potato, you do one all the way around. Yeah. And you've got two sides and you just go down yeah. three or four times, down three or four times, and it's done. Nice. Not like random stabbing at it and it's all jagged and then yeah. you've got little bits of skin. Yeah, that's good. It just looks weird when people do that. I think okay. that's part of it. But yeah, just, I, I just feel like I'm wasting my life away if I'm stood peeling potatoes. I'm like, I could be doing so many more things. Or I'll, at home, I'll just, I'll do one. Oh God, fuck <laughs> <laughs> and I've got, we're talking about a couple of minutes peeling yeah, fucking yeah. 10 potatoes yeah, like, yeah. and it's and I'll do it quick but I'm like I don't want to do this hate it yeah. I'm so bored and then when you get the old one that's awkward because there's a big like crevice <laughs> so you you're Just fucking in the bin you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, mate. You're yeah. Yeah. But it's like you peel it, but you can't get the bit in the crevice. Yeah. So what... You well, you got to cut it and cut then go around oh, the, the bit to expose it. Yeah. I, I get impatient. I just keep going. So it's like, even though that part of the potato is peeled, I still keep peeling it until I get down to the... Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, just wasting. <laughs> wasting alone. I just want to get down to that crevice bit to get rid of it. Yeah. But like when... If I need to peel potatoes or something here... And again, we don't use a lot. Mm. Um, and... I'll, I'll just like if there's a pot washer in like I need those 10 potatoes peeling <laughs> like say if it, I don't know it's a potato tree and I'll get the butter on and do oh, that ready and then the potatoes are ready I'll clean them and do them that's hilarious yeah and it's annoying as well only really fancy places do this but say like you'll peel like little new potatoes that you've cooked that's a laborious job and that is a fucking horrible job mm. but you get a great result from it but peeling raw potatoes is what I'm talking about that just annoys yeah. me yeah no I can I can completely get that and again on mass yeah you know cooking big in the past big functions big weddings yeah you know, that would be it's a lot of spuds yeah and i've worked in places where we do bigger stuff and you'd have a potato rumbler <laughs> yes potato rumbler yeah. are they good are they, do they, do they they're work? all right they bash them up a bit um, yeah, I was gonna it's say. okay when you're doing on mass but they're just ugly horrible pieces of kit mm. i'd never have one in the building here they just look horrible yeah you grim. don't want it around no and uh <laughs> they're you, if sometimes you'd put a load of potatoes in there and this would be, you'd do it and you go in the next room you forget about them they turn out these massive potatoes turn out like little pebbles <laughs> fuck's sake oh we got this new potatoes now yeah. yeah baby new potatoes <laughs> changed, changed it That's yeah and I didn't mind when I was um, 
when I had my first job, I used to turn potatoes. I don't mind turning things. Like I got quite good at it. Um, what is that? I don't know. What I mean. So you essentially, if it's a potato, you use a little small knife, mm. and it's like a kind of peeler, oh, but you end up with a sorry. perfect barrel shape. And I think, yeah. I think it should traditionally be seven sides I think oh, I can't right. remember so yeah, you there's a bit more of an art to that yeah there is, is. Why, and it was quite therapeutic it? I mean I'd never do it now it's just whereas it's, the peeling of them is just to get rid of the skin because you're going to do something else to them exactly yeah. and we'd waste a lot I'd do a perhaps a couple of sacks on a Saturday for the Sunday and I'd fly through it um, it was very wasteful because you wouldn't peel them first it was what, what, what we're going to use this for so you'd just bash them out um, and I think like, a lot of chefs sort of my generation turn the nose up at turning veg and although we would never serve turn veg in the restaurant i think it's a great skill for yeah. chefs for yeah. the dexterity of it yeah and just using a knife in your hand it's mm. really good because yeah, it's, it's muscle like, memory it's like a i could still bash drill, them out now it? it's like drills it's yeah like a, a drill <laughs> and i'd do it i'd always say to your chef because only me and him in the kitchen i'll do potatoes for tomorrow and i'd just fill up the sink um, two sacks of potatoes and I'll just bash out yeah. all of them for the next day. But you you do get like, I don't know, 25% yield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough, yeah. tough margin. Mm. That's a great list. So yeah. remind us of the top So five. picking herbs, sea veg, that kind of things. Yeah. Um, then cutting green beans, same size. <laughs> or prepping green beans in general. Yeah. Uh, then panning. Yeah. Then double podding of peas, podding broad beans. Yeah. And peeling, then peeling potatoes. Peeling spuds. Yeah. But you see, see, I had to group there. I could have said peeling potatoes peeling carrots sure peeling your roll mushroom stalks yeah, like yeah. i've kind of grouped them because i'd have 300 if there was that nuance pe- peeling in general yeah um that's a solid list i think and there'll be people listening doing one uh, doing a, at least one of those jobs right now probably yeah and some people might Definitely. like them some people like yeah, that kind true. of job where they can switch off and you know yeah. get that sometimes but yeah and anyway let us know yours yeah, i'd yeah, be interested because it'll probably say. be a flag to me like oh shit yeah that yeah. as well yeah. <laughs> yeah well the only other one because this is just i mean obviously it's a completely different world but like at home it's just something that pisses me off and i don't know what it is because i don't know if it's the temperature of the egg or whatever but i it, it bothers me sometimes peeling boiled eggs yeah i nearly put that on there because sometimes i don't do much of it, it it's so satisfying when i don't know what in my mind it's a temperature thing but you seem to catch them at the perfect moment where you just like rip a bit and then the whole thing just flies off and it's cascades off yeah then other times you're there for fucking ages and it, it's attached to it and you peel a bit of the shell and it just takes the egg with it yeah well, you end oh, up with this what did i do, mot- did I do? mottled like moon oh it's hor- horrible egg. to look at yeah yeah so that's a pissing job that and yeah then the shell everywhere yeah, shallow like everywhere. In the pan or in the bowl or in the oh, it's just yeah. Awful. G- generally speaking, if you if your eggs are like room temperature and you drop them into boiling water, generally speaking, depending on the freshness, they'll they should peel quite easily. Oh, so some people put egg. yeah, some people put vinegar in. I've never really done that. I think Tom Brown did that as a hack during lockdown for us. I what think did he, he did. did. Yeah. Oh fuck! I can't remember. That was during lockdown. I think he did. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, but no, it is when they're just the odd one don't work. God, it's annoying. Yeah. But yeah, I don't do much of that anymore. I no, used to no. years ago, but no, no, and then there was another one I nearly thought of. It was again when I was at the manor. We'd do, we'd do sometimes three weddings in the same hotel on a uh, Saturday, and it was everything was just laborious jobs. And then there'd be five of us making sandwiches in the morning, first couple of hours, and fuck oh, me, that was you just when you're buttering, you just you, know, you get it to an art. You just get the exact amount on a knife, and it's just one. One and it's like a perfect even covering, but yeah. oh, it's f- <laughs> and then you're like, you kind of guess how much egg mayo and cheese to grate and how much 
other shit to do and you get to the end and you always never have quite enough and you run around doing a little bit of egg mayo or a little oh, bit of something sake, and you're like annoying. no just grate some cheese we'll do more cheese ones yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so funny all those little things that you forget on the other side of the rope like what goes on to just get over the line yeah it's funny great list Big fan of that. Thank you, well, yeah. And yeah, please send us yours. Like, what are your worst jobs you hate to do in the kitchen? Message us at the nightcap underscore pod. We will absolutely read them out next week. Have you got anything? Yeah, so for you, I think I, th- I saw this on one of the questions I'd asked. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but for you, childhood meals. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Yeah, so, so what... what you, yeah, yeah. Like, whether you'd eat them now or not, or something that was just your favourite back then, however you want to work yeah, it. Yeah, nice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think like I was thinking about that the other day actually is like a um it's like weekday meals. Yeah. Cuz it's like there's special stuff you might do at a weekend or you like follow a recipe and stuff but then there's like staples so it's like your favorite staples. And a lot yeah. of mine now are like based on things I loved as a kid. So yeah. That's great. Cool. Yeah, really good. And then I did want to as well. Like you I know you've done the the people that have messaged us, but I want to shout out to a couple of uh, listeners go for it um both of them met on saturday and oh, i was on nice. garnish Amazing. so andy o'dwyer he he's actually i think he was a customer here and he loves the podcast he's been coming here for years mm. so he was on like table six and um he actually came to the chef's table but i wasn't here uh, jack looked after him a few weeks back um i was busy i was on garnish and like i haven't done garnish section in a few years like i rarely did it when i dip in the kitchen i'll do meat and fish or i did pastry the other night yeah so it was good fun just i was working in front with gibbo yeah um and did it feel novel doing that then? it did it felt novel because so the apprentice was off and we're one short in the kitchen so it was me dozza like laura and gibbo that was it in the kitchen that's the original, the original how we tea and every time i've dipped back into the kitchen now it's like because maybe laura's off or gibbo's yeah, off yeah. or someone else is off but there's someone else there as well yeah. that's the first time in years that it's, it's just been crazy. us three wow. and it was mad I was did it like, feel Shit. just like easy as hell yeah it just sort of you slip back into it i was like oh, start because i don't do garnish um so i know the dishes and stuff yeah. um but you don't have that kind of muscle memory because even yeah. back in the day i didn't do garnish so i was just like gibbo walk me through this yeah <laughs> let make sure my section just check my section make sure it's set <laughs> yeah harry he'd gone he's he went to grand canaria um so we had the saturday off so he um he'd set me up well and because i was in london on the friday so i couldn't do any prep i, I needed this we were full lunch full dinner i ne- needed the section to be ready yeah. apart from a few daily little jobs yeah and yeah, he'd set me up nice and well, but I was just like, Gibbo, what the fuck am I doing? I don't, <laughs> I mean, I was just like, I was like, I feel like the new boy. Yeah. <laughs> but I just said, look, I need to do one of each dish and then I sit, we're rocking and yeah, yeah we had a, it was a good night. But yeah, I was That's doing nice. lunch service and then about, it was about one, one o'clock and Negroni just arrived on the pass from Kirsty, one of our front of ours team. Oh, and Negroni arrived, so I was table six. <laughs> fucking yes <that laughs> Gibbo and Laura were like it comes back in for one day <laughs> one fucking day <laughs> I was that, like didn't ask for it did I that is so good didn't oh, ask for really it just, just arrived a drink. yes yeah. yeah it was lovely of him obviously you waited until the end of service to consume it obviously. no I drank it <laughs> on the pass in full view <laughs> during service that's great I'm at home and it's my house yeah <laughs> yeah so just a message for anybody listening it is never inappropriate to buy me a drink yeah ever no yeah so and Brian May as well so French guy lives in Belgium now he's messaged us a lot uh, he's been listening since 2019 and he had a table booked and then it was Covid oh, and so he's come over to see family and that but they made sure they came here oh, that's so, so he's nice. got family and I think Liverpool and Leeds and 
Cardiff, but they like made their first stop here and at oh, wow. Saturday night. So I had a really good chat with him. Yeah, him oh, and his really partner. Cool. But yeah, it's really what nice. As well, that you were on Garnish that day when all those people came. I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> winning. And, I, and winning. I said, I said to Brian, he was like, oh, I said, I'm surprised you're cooking. I said, well, you know, I'm here a lot, but I'm not always cooking on the pass or, or, or whatever. So yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm here tonight. That's yeah. Amazing, mate. Yeah, oh, that's great. Shout out to everyone that's come and yeah eating here and we had and we had the first person as well um which was is never going to be a thing um at grass-fed friday salt saturday wow um and it's never going to be a thing because there's no link we're like nearly 100 miles away from each other i'm the link obviously but different restaurants different brand different style there's no exact Mm tie-in so the paul foster doubled yeah and it was ashley walters from top boy yeah yeah Yeah. and it only came from me and him just chatting on instagram that's amazing and yeah he was like i want to come to your restaurant and then he said yeah i want to come on i want to come to um grassford on the friday salt on the saturday and i was like because i know he's from the london area i was like you do know it's Stratford upon Avon, not Stratford London. Like yeah, not yeah. to patronise, but just he's like, yeah, yeah. I've look, looked into it because yeah, yeah. he lives sort of Kent way. So it's like uh-huh. we go there, and then we will go there, and nice. yeah, make a weekend of it away from the kids. That's so yeah. cool. But yeah, lovely guy, really oh, nice, that's guy. really nice. That's yeah. the, uh, amazing that he yeah you know, went through the effort of doing it all on the same weekend as well. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, bless. But Harry. Um, our apprentice was gutted because he was off. He loves oh, Top Boy. Yeah, you've said he does. He's 18 yeah. and he did, after the series was on very recently and he was very subtly kind of speaking a bit like it. Oh, no. So no. Dozza and uh, uh, Gibbo, we were just ripping him like, yeah. you're from South Warwickshire. <laughs> Your dad, dad's a policeman. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh. So I, I, I told Ashley about it as well. I was talking to him about Top Boy. So now you get it a lot. But I said, I do think it's a brilliant piece of work. I said, my apprentice is gutted tonight because yeah. he's off on holiday at night you're in. I said, he loves it. I said, we ripped him because he started speaking like it. <laughs> uh, I hate him. It's like when people go to, uh, you, you see like, low, I remember back in the day, like going to see like the latest Daniel Craig Bond film. Yeah. And you'd come out of the cinema and you'd see blokes getting into their car, like, or like Wolf of Wall Street, you could see the guys coming out of the cinema questioning their life choices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but Ashley Walters doesn't, doesn't talk like that. No, no, exactly. You know? He's an actor. It's like, yeah. It's how believable he was. And he is, wanna... you know, that he's from that life, you know, from an estate and that that kind of thing and yeah. like had a very different upbringing to someone in South Warwickshire. Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking hell, that is great. I'm so, I'm gutted, I'm gutted Harry wasn't there just to, <laughs> that would have been fucking hilarious. Yeah, he, he should be glad because I would have ripped him. Would have him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Right. Uh, another great one. Thanks so much to everyone for listening. We'll be back same time next week. Uh, wherever you are, have a good one. Nice one. Cheers. Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast 
podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants not plastics and the best thing is they look great and they feel great you can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here yeah it's as simple as this go to thenightcap.tmill.com that's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your nightcap podcast merch now